0: hi everybody welcome to better homes and dungeons and that's not a funny intro like i planned um but anyways uh, i am i am with a, a really really cool guest today someone for whom i have quite a few questions um my friend would you like to introduce yourself
1: and and, and tell us what it is that you do in the ttrpg space Sure. So I'm Raven. Uh, I'm the Creative Director for The Raven Evermore, uh, which involves a whole ton of stuff. Um, but specifically with tabletops, uh, I design systems. Uh, I'm a professional game master. Uh, I do a lot of streaming. Um, we're doing, uh, I think, six streams a week this season on my, my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash r-a-v-v-y-n. Um, and uh, yeah, I also do uh, voice acting and a whole whole ton of other stuff, uh, including art and overlays and graphics and uh, a little little bit of everything, really. Um, but specifically in tabletop, I do I do streaming, uh, uh design systems, and I'm a, a professional game master. So,
0: kind of maybe what I should have asked is uh, for an easy answer. So, my friend, what don't you do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah. That would have been easier, right? Um, so so we,
1: we would definitely say a true renaissance woman in
0: the <laughs> yeah. RPG community.
1: I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't make dice yet. Uh, I got molds. I'm planning on learning how to do it, uh, but I don't make dice yet. Um, I don't make miniatures or dice bags. Uh, so, that's so about all a I can think of, of that things. I don't do. <laughs> you, you, haven't, you haven't got on the merch train yet. Uh no, not not quite yet. Not not with tabletop okay. anyways.
0: Okay, cool. Um now even I I asked you to come on cuz um you have told me that you've designed a game system you sorry, you are bringing up the second edition of your game system which is Fundamentals, yeah. I believe. Uh yeah, Fundamental RPG. Excellent. How does Fundamental RPG work? Like what makes it different to say the, the 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 basic we always go here with is fifth edition dungeons and dragons not because it is the best system but because it's the most well known system so yeah. if if you compare it to fifth ed
1: how does it look is it more or less crunchy or complicated uh so it's it's less complex than fifth edition um it is a d20 system and if you're familiar with fifth edition d uh or or uh, games like pathfinder uh games like that uh there are aspects to fundamental rpg that will probably feel familiar um if you're already familiar with that type of system it's extremely easy to jump in and just start start going at it um but uh where it really differs from a lot of the systems out there um for me like fifth edition D, really feels like uh the unless you you do something like an add-on or a hack or something like that just straight out of the box D is set up to where you kind of have to have your story uh fit within the confines of the rules whereas fundamental is more like the rules are there to support your story um and i know that's the, the, there's probably uh a lot of people that would have differing opinions on that um but uh but yeah where, where it really right. sets the Uh, I think where it really sets itself apart is that it's much simpler. Um, There's no classes, so you're not locked into a class. You can kind of set up your character however you want and level them up however you want. Um, It's based on uh, the different assets that you take and skills that you pour your uh, experience points into. Hmm. Okay,
0: that that, that sounds pretty cool. Um, I mean, I know that um, one thing that I both... Uh, shall we say, like and dislike about Fifth Ed is while you have, like, say, a, a main class, like, you know, your fighter, your rogue, your monk, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. you can, at third level, start really opening that class up. Say, for example, you know, you've got the Eldritch Knight, uh, the Arcane Trickster, um, the Monk of the Four Seasons, I think. And th- things like that which allow you to integrate, like, magic spell-throwing stuff with your main class, but you couldn't then say start bringing in like a like a bit of a bit of cleric or a bit of monk into your fighter unless you started multiclassing, which a lot of people see is like, well, wait a second, this is actually going to nerf your character because you miss out on the cooler, higher level benefits. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so your system is a way of getting around that.
1: Yeah, uh, basically, you start out at level one uh, with. Uh, for 2nd Edition you start out with two Assets and two Challenges. Um, And the Assets are... uh, They they do give you uh, buffs or bonuses in certain areas, um, but it's a lot more about rounding out your character and making them feel more uh, fleshed out and three-dimensional than necessarily just being like, okay, what can I get that's going to give me the most advantages in combat or skill rolls or whatever. Um, So you take two Assets, and some of them are, are are particularly powerful if you're going for a certain route. Um, like there's uh there's one that gives you extra stamina points, which those can be used for um, if your game uses magic, it can be used for um doing more things with magic. It can also be used to potentially give you extra actions per turn. Uh so stamina points are pretty powerful. Um so that asset in particular is is a very useful one. Um just all around but there's also other ones that are are more specific to your character's personality so like um he, there's one i think that, um I'm trying to remember off the top of my head uh, mixing up your version names is is something that's common when you do two different versions of the same system <laughs> uh but i, I believe we landed on charismatic i think is the name of the asset um and it lets you reroll presence roles which to to compare that to dnd would be like uh, being able to reroll pers- uh persuasion deception um and intimidation, intimidation. Uh, things like that yeah. things like that um is yeah. essentially the equivalent um so that one's you know obviously more specific to somebody that wants to play a a more charismatic persuasive uh, or attractive character um but you can take that asset and still build your character like a tank um so you don't have to be like well I'm going to play a bard so I have to you know Fit within these confines um you can set it up however you want with uh, just by managing the amount of points that you have to put into different things uh and then challenges uh are kind of the way to balance that out um so challenges are things that make your character's life perhaps a little bit more difficult uh but also give personalities so like um uh, one of the the challenges be... is being oh sorry sorry
0: uh, i oh, was no, gonna no, say no. they're good looking but they just like like so it's like everyone's like damn look at that person and then like and that person's like oh, yeah hi um you know i uh like to um maybe uh buy a train maybe if I can.
1: <laughs> yeah um it could be like that or there's one like called weak stomach where uh, uh like you, you really can't stand the sight of blood or um or handle your alcohol and things like that um so it can make it uh combat particularly challenging um or uh, there's one where like you have your own sort of personal code um, such as like never leave a person behind Um, and your challenge there is like that that's a good thing to have uh, but it's also going to make your life more difficult because you can't leave people behind Um, there's also one like a compulsive truth teller or a compulsive liar uh, where (laughs) frequently you will tell the truth even when it's not advantageous for you to do so uh, or you will Frequently lie about things, and people are like, "What is your problem <laughs>
0: um, yeah that I, I think I know which um which of those I would have if I was a character because it's like, look, well, that's just like I can't turn off the bullshit tap. it's just gonna
1: happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and there's there's a mechanic as you level up at, at a couple of different levels, you can remove a challenge um uh, which is nice because especially if you've like role played it out and you found ways in the story to overcome these challenges, you can take those off. Um, but that's uh, that's one thing that sets it apart is, is there's not classes, it's just kind of fleshing out your character's personality uh, and what their, their sort of morals and uh, goals and aspirations are. Um, and then building your character around that instead of what can I do to give myself the highest numbers and the most damage
0: it it kind of reminds me um in 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 what i've heard of the um uh, i think it's a torchbearer in that your car- like i've never played torchbearer but like the premise of it sounded great to me cuz you know it was like okay there's an idea um we're essentially like it's it's recognized that doing the job that adventurers do is like the last kind of resort that anyone would have like uh-huh. it's like what are you essentially a grave robber/murderer slash murderer for hire Cool. <laughs> what kind of person does that for a living? And the idea was that you would have like very, very deep-seated beliefs or flaws or so- or flaws or something. But in order to level up, you have to do something that's out of character. Like you've got to break that you know um, that deep-held conviction. And one of them was like something like you know don't leave anyone behind. And so, in order for your character to level up, they've got to go through the moral turmoil of breaking that rule. And part of me thought, that's actually, oh wow, that's actually super cool.
1: That's <laughs> like, kind of interesting. I'd be careful
0: which yeah, I'd be careful which table I brought that to, um, because some people may not be into that. They might be like, Josh, look, I just want good, happy, fun times with with my friends.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that's another thing that that I feel like the system is really good about. Like, you can run virtually any type of game. I've I've run several different types of campaigns on it now. Um, and there's been ones that are like very dramatic and serious and, and gritty and others that are just, um, like right now on, on my channel, we run, um, it's the second campaign. So it's called Hunters of Calamity 2, and it's heavily inspired by Borderlands. Um, so it's just a, a constant dumpster fire on wheels of just chaos and silliness and, uh, ridiculous stuff. Uh, it's a lot of fun, uh. But I've also run campaigns on it that are, like, really serious and dramatic, and I've, I've had players, uh, you know, cry because of what's going on with their characters. Um, <sighs> not, not because they're, like, upset, but just because they're, they're that invested in it, and uh, it reached them emotionally. Um,
0: it's, but that's the good stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, like it, so, it's
0: like laughter, but, you know, it, it's still that engagement.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it was... Uh, tears of being moved rather than rather than being upset um and yeah i, I love that uh, i love it when people get so into it that you know it really affects them on that emotional level um but uh, oh uh, also going back to the challenges um in regards to like how you level up and everything playing into your challenges is also how you get more experience um so the gm is encouraged to award more experience points for playing into your challenges. Um, so if your code is to never leave somebody behind, and you risk something important to make sure that this person doesn't get left behind, um, then you get more experience. Um, if you, I, I would uh, be getting experience like left, right, and center. Josh, why did
0: you lie? Because it's my challenge, I have to, I can't stop. <laughs> And Joseph, yeah. Josh, rather, we know you're smiling and laughing, so we know you're doing that to us now too. I know I can't stop living this character.
1: <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, I know what I am. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the challenges are are um, obviously challenging. Um, they can be uh, sort of a debuff, or or feel like you know something that you've got to deal with. Um, but it's also a way that you can level up faster.
0: Like when you, when you told me about it, um, I believe my comment to you was that this kind of reminds me of Grant Howitt's, um, Unbound system. Yeah. And I need
1: to check that out. I, I had not heard of that one before.
0: It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, the idea is that with Unbound that you can simulate anything, any setting. Um, it gives really, really decent rules for picking out, okay, uh, what kind of setting is this? What kind of things are you going to have? And then you just make stuff up. Um, as far as the just make stuff up, sorry, you make up fluff to fit the rules. Um, which kind okay. of reminds me also of um, b um, Power Outage, which does this, it, it's a superhero game for kids. It's awesome. Um, cool. and, and what Power Outage does is like, okay, you pick a couple of powers for your superhero. Um, my, my hero was a character who had been bitten by a radioactive stag and had exploding fists <laughs> and could jump. And so That's it was amazing. called the Bombardier. I'm not proud of that. Um, but it's like, okay, it's, it's got the rules for the powers and then you just hit Fluff. And I was like, oh, okay, great, I can do this. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a similar approach to that where it's like, okay, here's a rule set. You tell me what is happening when these rules happen, Wh- which I think is a cool approach. Like it's it's,
1: it's great. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> um, th- that does bring up another point with with fundamental too. Uh, uh one thing that I, I really wanted to design into the system. Uh, so like, unlike D and D, it's it's not set in a fantasy world. There's no like pre made setting that you're uh, that you're going into it's set up to where if you want magic there 's a whole chapter about magic and how you use it, but you can also completely ignore it and not have magic in your campaign um, same with technology um, the magic and technology basically work very similarly, um, so you can make it fit virtually any dr- uh, genre that you want uh, without having to like hack it or uh, you know figure out how to rewrite some of these rules so it's it's more setting appropriate um it's uh, it's basically got your your basic core rules of there's no fancy magical or or sci-fi stuff in it um and then it's got that sort of modular chapter that you can put in um which then opens up paths for magic and technology
0: who which scientist was it who said that um any sufficiently advanced form of science is indistinguishable from magic yeah yeah it's just what it reminded me of so i mean essentially you could go from like okay um and and this is just a steal from like a a bunch of different you know fantasy universes like you could say okay well one day we're going to be like you know we're going to indulge in us in some like you know wonderful fairy tale woodland creatures shenanigans and the next night guys we're we're the you know the the iron brotherhood of mars from you know warhammer 40k Type thing. Um, That does sound really cool. Like, I I like the idea of having more of that ability to say, okay, this is magic and this is science, but guess what? They're actually the same thing because, you know, they work the same way. Pretty pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It's like watching Star Trek and thinking it's also science based. It's like, no, guys, everyone really isn't. Like, the strongest force in that universe is the same as any other fictional universe, which is narrativium,
1: you know? yeah <laughs> exactly um and uh yeah it, it the cool thing about it too is is the magic and the technology thing um unlike d and d you don't have spell slots or specific spells you don't cast magic missile or or uh, uh thunder wave or whatever it's called um you have a uh if you are using magic you you choose at level one a style of magic that you want to use. Um, and then it's basically uh you have imagination um and that lets you do literally anything that you want uh and then there's a uh a dc table um uh for that so i'm just going to pull it up here in in the book real quick um for magic so let's say uh you're using an elemental style of magic, so you're let's say you're doing fire, um, and you're like, I want to blow up this building. Uh, the GM could say, Okay, uh, tell me how you want to blow up this building. Uh, what, what is your intent? Uh, and the player will describe it and they'll say, Okay, let's have you roll magical uh, or uh, magic engineering to see how successful you were at that. Um, And with the system, the base DC for the easiest task is at 15. Um, So they roll 15, um, the description for that is small and simple spells, cantrips, and magic tricks. Uh, Instead of blowing up the building, they probably, like, uh, I don't know, light a candle in the building or something like that. Um, But if they uh, they roll, say, uh, a 30, uh, which is listed as challenging, that's for advanced spells, substantial damage, or protection, and spells with triggerable effects. Um you might not blow up the building, but you'd probably blow up a room. Um so it goes all the way from easy to legendary, which is a DC of fifteen all the way through to sixty-five. Uh with a sixty-five, the only description is God tier magic abilities. <laughs> awesome. Uh so I was gonna make
0: a joke about um uh what is it? I can't you can do this. Uh your way you're going to no, that's not gonna do it. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. um the tier below that is extraordinary and, and it does give uh its Titan levels of magic ability, miraculous, uh possibly seen from space. So it's kind of give you an idea of like how big this spell probably is. <laughs> I, I, um, I already
0: I already like the sign of this. This, this, this sorry, the sound of this rather the sounds very cool. Can I can I um, ask um now one thing that we I think a lot of people who play D D for a reasonable length of time um like dnd doesn't have great social skills like or social battleground stuff built in like you know it's like you've got you know your three social skills but like let's be honest dnd is a game of like stabbing stuff um yeah. or destroying it with magic uh my the the dungeon master in the only game in which i play has like some hard and fast rules Uh, what he uses is like a sliding scale that goes plus five. These people love you. You are a paragon of everything they love and think is great. Zero. Who are you? Like, have we met? And minus five to, I will end you. And (laughs) like successful or, um, unsuccessful, like social roles will move you up or down that scale. Okay. Um, and, and I personally think actually that's, that's a great basis for starting something like this? Um, sure. What, what, what does Unbound do to kind of, like, open that up and say, look, let's actually have a game where we can have, like, the back and forth of some good old social, like... I, I'm going to use the word conflict, although it's not a perfect word.
1: Gotcha. Um, so, fundamental, uh, there's no real, like, scale, Um as far as that goes, um, if you are trying to say uh, uh, convince someone to do something or something like that, or you're trying to interact with them and, and get them on your side, um, mm. it's it's pretty much still just the the set DCs and the GM can say, you know this is the uh, this should be easy or this should be challenging or extraordinary or whatever um, and then kind of base the reaction on how close or how high above that DC you got. Um so that sort of is just uh instinctively put into the system. Um, but one thing where it, it probably differs a little bit from say D D, uh, there are three different skills that deal with um presence and communicating with people and um and uh things like convincing or deceiving, um, and that is charm, speech, and daunt. Uh daunt being you want to be intimidating and uh, uh, sort of assertive and aggressive uh, with how you're communicating with them. Um, that one's kind of self-explanatory. But speech and charm uh, are where it's a bit different. There's no like persuasion and deception. It's how do you want to approach this? This convincing them that something is true when it's not, or uh, that you're uh, that you're the right uh, point of view or whatever. Uh, So charm is you want to be likable. You want to appeal to them on a sense of, I like this person. This person's cool or attractive uh, or whatever. And so I'm more inclined to agree with them uh, or uh, move to their point of view because I like them. Um, Whereas speech is, let me you know lay this out for you logically why you should have this opinion or why you should believe this um and either can be used for persuasion or deception in, in the D sense um you can logic somebody into to something that is completely untrue uh just by how well you spin that sort of uh that story um as, as a professional salesperson yes you totally can yeah exactly. Uh, sales is a is a great way to put that um whereas charm is is how uh how much can i get you to like me so that when i say something you're more inclined to do it
0: yeah i i actually think it's kind of a failing of d and d because when you look at say a wizard like a wizard may not have a lot of like shall we say like personal confidence in themselves, but i mean if you haven't met a doctor with a tremendous ego um <laughs> I'm related to quite a few doctors and they're, they're, they 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 they're okay. Um but it does kind of fit the stereotype of like you know say Dr House like you know or um Dr Cox or you know other TV doctors shall we say. Um where it's like look the, these people argue but they use their intellect they don't just like batter you down with confidence. And so I kind of think it's missing from D&D in some ways that you can't I mean, like, I'd, I'd probably allow it, because I believe in, you know, look, what's the relevant stat that you're using here? Are you trying to override them with force of personality, or are you saying, no, actually, here's a bunch of historical context and facts that I'm using to make my point? Cool,
1: in that case, roll your intelligence bonus. Yeah, um, which brings up another good point, too, that um, so fundamental RPG, much like d and has attributes that you go off of. Um, but it's, uh, it's got um, uh, Toughness, Cleverness, Stamina, and Presence. So it's only got four attributes. Um, and Speech is tied to Cleverness, whereas Charm is tied to Presence. Um, so they are very different skills. Um, Sorry, I, I just... ...are, read you... are very different so, so approaches. Yeah
0: sorry for interrupting my gosh joshua get over it uh sorry (laughs) i was gonna say unfortunately the people who can't see what i'm doing couldn't see me like thumbs upping and fist bumping like yes okay (laughs) yes i like this this is good design this is design i agree with (laughs) thank you (laughs) i'm glad um sorry I, i i realize i'm interrupting and it's like but I'm excited about what you're talking about. But you oh,
1: that's totally it. fine. I'm I'm glad you're so excited that uh, that you're interrupting. Yeah, it cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I so so far I'm, I'm really liking the sound of this. Now we are going to take a um you know listener question. Uh, Blake Ryan, Batman, um, who I had on recently, uh, he has a a really good question, and uh, I'm going to kind of wing it because I don't have or do I have my notes in front of me? No, I don't, so I'm just gonna cheat. Sorry, Blake. Um, he wanted to know like, what you essentially use for inspiration. Like, you know, h- how do you go out there and find how you want
1: to change things and, and bring into your game? I gotcha. Um, that's a really good question. Um, and designing tabletop systems uh, is, is a bit like, like writing. Um, and so if you want to write a good story, the best first step is to go read a lot of good books. Um, and with this, uh, my inspiration for fundamental and what I would recommend for anybody wanting to design their own system is go out and play a bunch of systems, find what you like and what you don't like. Um, like for me, I I've played uh, a number of them, a number of different versions of D and D pathfinder, uh, a bunch of sci-fi stuff, um, uh, monster of the week, um, a whole, a whole ton of different things. Um. And uh, there were elements of the different systems that I played that I really enjoyed and elements that I really didn't. Um, and so uh, I took inspiration from those, um, which uh, there's a lot to like about D&D, um, which is why uh, I decided to go, you know, I want, I want a D20 system. I want a system that has attributes and skill points and things like that. I like that about D&D, um, but i want to drop like this you know 50 pounds of fluff that i don't need off of it um so i, I chose the elements that i enjo- enjoyed and uh sort of combined those with elements from other games that i enjoyed um and then just worked so, so on blending could... and, and whittling it down until it was something unique and original sorry i was gonna say so
0: if you, if you take 50 pounds away from D, that's like maybe a third of the dungeon master's guide yeah <laughs>
1: yeah
0: ah josh you do like dungeon dragons don't you yes really i do it's great it's fine it's a it is a problematic system but it works
1: yeah um yeah i like anD i started with uh my very first RPG uh was Star Wars Saga edition which was basically D&D 3.75. Um and uh okay. it was great and then I moved on to 4th edition. Um and then some friends got me into 3.5 and Pathfinder and I was like, yeah, this is great. Uh and then there's 5th edition um which is fine. Um it's really not my favorite edition of D&D. Uh, okay. but it's go, fine. Go on. What well, what is and why? just just as a quick aside um i think 3.5 is still my favorite um okay. like it's it's not perfect um but 3.5 uh, i really like how it works uh especially if you're doing like pathfinder instead which kind of simplified things a bit um but is basically 3.5 um but there's also a lot that i really liked about 4th edition um, i I enjoyed that like everything felt like spell slots and it was just kind of easy to know like okay i can do i can do this thing this many times in this combat and that's it um Hmm. and uh it it really gave you like a uh, i feel like like i'm i can do super powerful things but i'm limited to how many times i can do it Hmm. so i feel like i'm also balanced um
0: Hmm.
1: there are a lot of things i like about that
0: I like the idea in 3.5, and this comes from just, like, watching the Penny Arcade Acquisitions Incorporated stuff, and I, I like the idea, like, you don't roll basic attacks, like, you do things like sweep the leg or crack the shell, and I thought, yeah, actually, that's really cool. Like, it's a little crunchier than what 5th edition is now, but it's not what I would say is, like, inaccessible, but then again, I mean, I'm speaking from, you know, a very, very unlearned perspective. Um yeah. Yeah, this this that does sound pretty cool. Like one one system I've always wanted to play is like the Rogue Trader Warhammer 40k system, and then I made the mistake of reading the book and thinking I'm never gonna play this.
1: Like, no,
0: guys.
1: Yeah, um, it's mm. but yeah, they're uh, they're I mean, fifth edition is fine. It's it's relatively easy to pick up if you're new um easier than fourth edition i think even um and it, it does high fantasy well um and it does i'm gonna you know power game a little bit so i can do really ridiculous stuff in combat because that's fun like that's cool power i enjoy that too fun.
0: yeah i i don't understand people or, or dungeon masters who say um you know oh, i hate it when the pc's power game it's like dude or, or friend i should say sorry um when they power game that is their way of telling you you can raise your dial to 11 as well my friend yeah and that's Um, it's like look you are the dungeon master if they find 11 rest assured you have 12 you can raise the you you can raise that temperature whenever you need to absolutely
1: yeah I think it's like a oh sorry I'll, I'll, I'll shut up and let you talk oh you're good um yeah, absolutely. Um, and if that's the goal of your, your game and that's what you want to do, it can be a lot of fun. Um, the problem I have with d and uh, well, I, I should also say I'm a big fan of the uh, Endless Spell Slot Warlock build. I do that a lot, um, and it's completely broken and it's super fun. Uh, but the problem I have with it, uh, with the power gaming in D&D, is, is that when you want a, a campaign that doesn't do that, that you want to stick to like more story-driven stuff, uh, and more uh a more realistic scale of of power um it's kind of hard to do that with dnd uh you you're sort of limited to the uh the type of story that you can tell unless you set a bunch of ground rules beforehand um which mm. is is not the most fun
0: yeah i mean let's be honest by the time you reach level 10 if you're not conquering nations and you know tearing down massive tyrants. And uh, I mean, yeah, I mean I, I, I think that's kind of the problem with D D. A, we very rarely have ever played to level 20, let's be honest.
1: Because at oh, level yeah. 20,
0: I think I think you're done. Like you're more than done. Um you know <laughs> what are you gonna do next? Attack and dethrone God. Okay, cool. Roll the D de- Oh cool, Nat 20. Yeah, you totally do it. Well done. You've you've won Dungeons and Dragons. And and caused a lot of you know theological messes for the people of your <laughs> realm.
1: Good shit. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's like <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Um, that's I, f- I feel like D and D is is the Dragon Ball Z of of tabletops. Um, it's entertaining. Lots of people enjoy it. You get to feel powerful and do really cool stuff. But the power creep is just ridiculous. And eventually, you get to a point where it's like, okay, well, we've conquered everything in the universe. So now we have to go to the multiverse uh, and start conquering things. And it gets a little bit ridiculous. Um, Don't get me wrong, I still enjoy that. Uh, It's still fun. (laughs) But it's limiting. I mean, I I was going to say,
0: also like uh, Dragon Ball Z, one fight can go on way too long as you just scream at each other.
1: Yeah, (laughs) there's that too. (laughs) Spirit Bomb, otherwise known as Fireball. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like all right. Uh, let uh, me let me sit here with my calculator um, while I figure out the yeah. numbers for my attack, and then uh, my, my character um, just screams at the other person while I'm doing this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I recently I, I'm I'm running a
0: a table of nine year olds um, through the Lost Mine of Fandol, and one of them is when he just got viable. It's like yeah, I know how you're going to solve your problems for the next couple of sessions, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Dungeon Master, yes. I cast Fireball. <sighs> okay. <laughs> right. yep. Again?
1: Yeah. But you were talking! You were having a conversation! Which, uh... Yeah, exactly. Um, and that, that's, that's one of the things that I... Mm. Um, in limited situations, I do enjoy that. It's fun. It's, it's silly. Um, but for... The ability to tell a range of stories um i don't want to play the warlock every time that's like okay it's my turn uh i could role play this cool thing out or 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 try these really neat strategies uh but the rules tell me that i have to cast eldritch blast in order to be effective so eldritch blast um yeah with fundamental rpg that like that's not that's not a thing like it's i'm gonna cast this spell and i want it to to have this particular reaction or or work in this specific way um and um, it, it's going to play into that character's weakness or play into my strengths uh, or this or that and then it's okay see if what you want to do uh, see how effective it is see how well you execute that idea um, I, I will also say uh, I am playing a Celestial soul Warlock in the
0: one game I get to play in and it's like <laughs> the bonus action healing is like oh, yeah mate <laughs> yeah <Sorry. laughs> and, uh, Raven, we do you have time? To- one last question um yeah it's a question we always ask because it's it's something i fundamentally believe is extremely important um how are you taking care of raven right now um because i understand that in another part of the world there's a very important thing that's going to finish in the next few days yeah okay
1: (laughs) you're right you're hanging on yeah um i've uh i'm I'm doing okay given the year and the circumstances um i, I definitely wouldn't say that uh you know i'm feeling a hundred percent really happy with the situation that i'm in um given the uh the upcoming event that's happening and and everything that's happened this year um but relatively speaking yeah i'm I'm actually doing okay um starting up uh um because i haven't really talked about this yet um i basically just completely changed careers uh completely different industry not anything related to what i've done with my degree and and the past 15 years uh i did that about uh, a little over a year ago year and a half ago um Mm -hmm. and that's been a challenge um i uh much as you would expect changing careers and starting your own business uh where the, the majority of what you do is streaming, you can imagine the the income shift was severe. Um, so that part's, you know, uh, it's a struggle, um, but it's been really awesome to see steady, even though it's slow and small, it's steady growth like every month uh, over the past year and a half. Um, and that's super encouraging. Um, but but yeah, that that has been a struggle and that definitely gives me times where I'm like, uh, you know, is what I'm doing actually worth it? Um, because I was, I grew up in a in a, a setting and, and, uh, I was in business management. So I, I was, um, uh, CEO and COO for, for several small companies. Uh, and, you know, all of that is very like, okay, you, your worth is how much money you're bringing in. Um, and uh what I do now is very different, but it's hard to get out of that mentality. So there are definitely times where I feel like like am, am am I even doing what I should be doing? Um and but it doesn't last very long. I I realize like, yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm in a position where I can help people um through uh you know being able to to get out of their situation and play these different characters and um uh you know, e- explore different things through fiction. Um and I I feel like when you're doing something that's creative, it's never really a waste of time.
0: Very true. Cool. Uh Raven, unfortunately we are gonna have to leave it there because uh I've gotta go do that thing that i do that allows me to live inside and and eat um yeah <laughs> if, yeah i know it's terrible um if, if people want to find you online and, and ask you interesting questions about things
1: can they do that absolutely uh yeah there's a number of places you can find me the easiest is twitter which is twitter.com slash the raven and that's r-a-v-v-y-n um and then you can also find everything else i do on my link tree uh which is linktr.ee/theraven spelled the same way um and then there's always the ravenevermore.com uh which is r a v y n evermore.com with the, the beginning of it um i'm sure there'll be be links associated with the the podcast that you can find but um yeah twitter's the easiest way to get a hold of me and i'm always happy to ask or uh, answer questions um my dms are open um yeah thanks cool Excellent. Well, um,
0: Raven, thank you very much. Everyone, please uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, please also check out our actual play. Uh, where at the moment, we're playing Burn Bright. Uh It's great. Um, we're going to be maybe getting back to D&D at some point, but we'll see. Uh, Raven, thank you again for your time.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.